0: What up world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every single day, free on all platforms, available wherever you get podcasts, coming at you five days a week. So make it your first listen every single day and tell your friends to do the same. It has been a fun weekend of Blazers basketball, a really enjoying one. really enjoyable one. I've been really enjoying it. A really enjoyable one. Portland 2-0 over over the weekend since we last spoke. They beat the Suns in overtime on Friday. They beat the Lakers in L.A. in a wild finish on Sunday. We're going to recap both of those games. We're going to talk about the big word of the weekend, which is trust. And then we'll we'll close the show discussing what we learned from the first three games. I think there's some things that stand out pretty much exclusively positive. This is a fun basketball team playing well right now. And anytime you steal one from the Lakers, and the way that they stole it, it's super fun. But let's go back to Friday for our fastest recap in the West. This game was close throughout, but Phoenix had the lead every single minute of the first three quarters. Portland did not take the lead until there was 10:27 left in the fourth quarter, and Amphrey Simons' uh, free throw on on a uh, take foul gave the Blazers a brief lead. But the game went to overtime, tied at 102. Blazers found themselves down five in overtime and crawled all the way back. A magic performance by Damian Lillard that comes down to, well, not Damian Lillard. He finds Anthony Simons on the left wing. Simons drives on Mikhail Bridges in isolation, makes a running right-handed floater, one of Ant's go-to moves against a defensive player, of the year candidate, first team all-defense defender, like one of the best defensive players in the league and hits a runner over him to give the Blazers a lead. The Suns come down. They immediately go to their bread and butter, pick and roll that have been hurting the Blazers all night long. DeAndre Ayton gets fouled inside. The Blazers take a timeout to ice him, and Damian Lillard asks him at the free throw line, you sure they trust you in a close game? Hell nah. Uh, Dame did not admit to saying that, but it's pretty clear he said that in the video afterwards. DeAndre Ayton misses the first one, has to intentionally miss the second one. It goes wide. Jock Londale gets a piece but he misses and the Blazers hold on to win. Jock Landale got a rebound and had a real legit chance to send that game to over to a second overtime. That's the Suns backup center who was in the game. He misses. Blazers win. Damian Lillard has 41. It's a just a heck of a win. But he got to follow it up with another one Sunday in LA. They play a a matinee game against the Los Angeles Lakers. A game that the, the Blazers were not in control of, but had a, had small comfortable leads until the fourth quarter, when the Lakers finally, for the first time, had a had a uh, had a early multi-possession lead. They were up eight with four minutes and forty-five seconds left. They were up seven with a minute and fifty-six seconds left. The Lakers lead by seven with a minute and fifty-six to go at home. The Lakers, of course, are zero and two in this coming into this game. They desperately need a win. LeBron's been great down the stretch. Anthony Davis has been good down the stretch. And the wheels come off for the for the Lakers. Absolutely came off for the Lakers. Uh Lord hits a couple free throws. Nurk put, gets a put back dunk. All of a sudden it's a three-point game. LeBron misses a three-pointer. Then Simons again gets a righty drive. This one hit the top of the key, goes right the whole way and runs like a little uh a layup but a contested layup. He wasn't all the way at the rim, kind of um just just a tough righty finish from Ant. You love to see it. That it, pulls it pulls the game within one the blazers are down 102 100 the clock is ticking under a minute under 40 seconds russell westbrook runs the other way gets 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 a hit ahead the other way comes down in transition takes a pull up 17 footer with 36 with 30 seconds left 18 on the shot clock and he bricks it terribly cuz he's bad at shooting and the blazers have a chance they come the other way and yusuf nurkic is called for a foul Oh no! But he is. He's called for a foul, setting a screen way, way out. Like he's setting a high screen, you know, just inside the midcourt line, so Damian Lowe can get around, get ahead of steam. It's a one-point game. You get in Dame with a position he wants to go to. They call a foul. Patrick Beverly super flop. They go and uh, they go and review it. Ed Malloy says that there was no foul, legal screen. Uh, he even said that Patrick Beverly took a dive into the microphone. I don't know that I've ever heard. Um, Uh, ref described something like that in the in the in the uh, replay reviews but yeah pat bev did take a dive i thought it was a foul in in real time i thought it was still going to be a foul in the replay but it wasn't that is russell westbrook super brick patrick beverly flop reverse what would have been a nightmare foul on nurkic reverse foul on nurkic this is the greatest this is a great sequence of events that is only going to get better the uh the lakers kind of inexplicably put Lonnie Walker on Dame and not Pat Bev, and all Dame does is get into his step back and score and give the Blazers the league, tap his wrist, scream at the crowd, let's go. Blazers need to stop... And they don't get one or even attempt to. One of the strangest defensive plays you'll ever see at the end of this game. They switched unnecessarily in the inbounds that ended up getting Nurk on uh, uh, LeBron James. They just don't need to switch it. They can just go under everything. The Lakers are a horrific shooting team. Just go under absolutely everything and you'll be fine. But they don't. And they get Nurk out on LeBron at midcourt. And for some reason, Nurk decides to press up on LeBron at 45 feet. He's at like 43 feet, all up in LeBron's jersey. And LeBron quickly and easily gets by him. And no defenders come over to help. And he dunks to tie the game at 104. Oh, Dang, like all of this good stuff, all of this stuff happening in Blazers' favor and then the Red Sea parts. I'm just going to leave that one alone because that's the way the Blazers left LeBron alone in that one, but a bad defensive play. Uh, tied at 104. Blazers get the ball back with 7.7 seconds left. They go into the mid-post to Jeremy Grant. It looked like it was a set-up a play where... Grant was going to be able to pass out of the post to kind of Dame curling towards him around the arc, and it was like an option for either of them. Jeremy Grant doesn't look for the pass. He drives on LeBron James and finishes at the rim through LeBron and Anthony Davis. Really good contest by LeBron and a really, really good finish by Jeremy Grant. Blazers take the lead with three seconds left. Lakers have to call a timeout. They set a last one up for... uh, for LeBron, he gets into a, a step step back that he likes and just leaves it short. Blazers win an absolute theft. Absolute theft by this one. Um, that's how you go 3-0. A lot of good performances in this game. I think it's kind of uh, it's obvious that when you play this way, uh, there's a lot of good performances. But we do have to give out some Shania Twain impressive performances over the night. I'll let Shania take it from here. That don't impress me much. Look, Look, Shania might not be impressed. But I am Damian Lord, back to back, 41 point performance of the game. He is our Shania Twain. Impressive performance of the night for both nights. He has 41 in these games and looks like a f- looks just fantastic. Like he just looks so darn good. You gotta celebrate him. Might not might not impress Shabba- Shania, but impresses me absolutely. Uh, this was another night where, where Anthony Simons struggles, another night where Jeremy Grant struggled. Every time he struggled against Phoenix, Jeremy Grant didn't really get involved against Phoenix. Dame was electric and fantastic in these games. He had to carry his team. You know, he has forty-one against Phoenix, and then follows that up with uh, forty-one three assists, eight boards against Phoenix. He follows that up with forty-one points, five rebounds, two assists on fifteen of twenty-five shooting, six of thirteen from three. Like he, he's he's just been excellent, excellent. He didn't have a great opener. He didn't look good. And I said on this podcast that if nothing else, I noted that he didn't look good and it was worth saying like, yeah, Dame didn't look good. Like, you know, squint, raise half an eyebrow, whatever it is and say like, yeah, that's, that's opening night of the season. And the Blazers best player didn't look like the Blazers best player. Found a way to win that game. He was phenomenal against Phoenix. Phenomenal. He was just fantastic. He had a monster first half, followed it up with a monster second half. Uh, Like you know, 28 in the first half against Phoenix. Like he's just, he's, he's just been great. He's just, he's just been great. LA just, they're a really good defensive team, but, but the guys who are tasked with guarding Dame on the perimeter, Pat Bev has consistently not been someone who can guard Dame particularly well. Um, I I think I have probably a lower opinion in general of Pat Bev than other people around the league, just because I've seen Dame torch him so many darn times. Um, I know he's a good defender, but I, Dame Dame does fine against him. The other options like Russell Westbrook can't guard him, uh, Lonnie Walker can't guard him. The Lakers just they're a, they're a really good defensive team, but um, they didn't have they didn't have the horses to handle Dame in this one, and he made sure they knew it. But the theme of this weekend is not the Dame is is not only that Damian Lord was excellent. it's that he was t- he was literally tapping his watch on the um, arena floor there in L.A. Uh, he was he, he was he was back and emphatic and all of those things. But if you listen to this podcast, I I hadn't. You know, I've been saying all along that I think like the worst case scenario for Dame is something like averaging 26 and six. Like he's just really good and he's going to be really good. I wasn't worried about him. His teammates haven't been very good, but when it has mattered, his teammates have delivered. And I think that's an an incredibly important theme for the weekend. I think it's, um, it's perhaps the most important takeaway of this weekend is that Dame's been excellent. And then when it's mattered... The ball has been in someone else's hands. Let's talk about Anthony Simon's moment in, in, against Phoenix and talk about Jeremy Grant's moment in LA and what it says, sort of about the larger the larger picture for the Trailblazers. But first, let me tell you about prize picks. Uh, it is daily fantasy made easy. I like playing prize picks, I do it on the app, but you can also go to uh, prizepicks.com if you are not a mobile app person and play. And how it works is you pick between two and five players every single night, you make your ballot, and prize picks sets over under projections, and you pick over or under on things like points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks for players across the NBA. If you don't want to do the NBA, you can still do Major League Baseball while it's going on. And they got every other sport. Uh, the, they've got, a, the, obviously, the NFL and, and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that you can quickly make selections, you can quickly win some money. And right now, if you go to pricepicks.com or you download the app and you use the promo code locked On, they will match your first deposit up to $100. So if you're a new user and you deposit $100, bucks, they will give you 100 bucks. You deposit $50, bucks, they will give you a free $50. So why not go take advantage today? That's, that is pricepicks.com or download the app, and the promo code is locked On. Still a password I usually do that in the third segment, but we'll do it here too. Let's talk about let's talk about the, the theme of this weekend. Damien Lillard gave 2 walk walko-off interviews. When you do well, you get a walk-off interview. Brooke Olsendam talked to him on on Friday because he was fantastic. Talked to him again on Sunday because he was fantastic. Good to have Brooke in the building. Good to have Dame going nuts. Both of those interviews gave us some insight into the moments. So Damian Lillard talked about trust. He talked about the importance of building trust early in the season. Uh, the word coming out of training camp was connected, and they were going to be the most connected team. And some of the like stuff that's like baked into the idea of being connected is that the Blazers will trust one another to go get it done. They will trust one another to be um, in the moments that count. But quite frankly... Dame didn't have a ton of reason to trust his teammates in some of these moments. Not that, not that they were like horrific. I thought Nurk didn't play well against the Lakers. And I thought Ant had a pretty bad offensive game against the the Suns. but that, but that Dame has it going and has such a track record of being so good in the big moments that sometimes he forces it. And sometimes you want him to force it. And I think there was some moments against Phoenix where he chose not to, there was a, a big late three from Anthony Simons. Um, in the fourth quarter against Phoenix. And then the game winner. Dame's been great. Dame's been great in overtime, even to get him back in the game from when they were trailing. You know, it's like, hey, he gets overtime. You find yourself down five. Hey, we we played really well. Like we need, but we need some big plays, right? Like, I don't think, I think there's an idea that's like, um, you can, I think someone even asked uh, Nurk in the post game It was like, did you think about like packing it, packing it in down five in the overtime? It's like, no, they didn't think about packing it in down time, five, five in overtime. What they may have thought though was like, man, we need to be perfect to win this. And they were close to it. But that moment against, um, against Phoenix, when Ant gets the ball on the left wing, like it wasn't the play. The, the first action broke down on that play. And Ant, and Dame finds himself at the top of the key and he kicks it to Ant because Ant's in flow, top of the key, or left wing and, and place to attack. Sure, he has a brutal matchup with with Mikhail Bridges and, and all of those things, but like he's he's you gotta trust your guys, right? And Ant does what he's supposed to do. He's a good offensive player. That's that's what he's best at. Go get a bucket. Like that's why he's getting paid hundred million dollars. He's Duke can score. So he goes and scores. Takes Mikhail Bridges, a tough runny, running right hander, really, really, really nice bucket. Huge moment. Huge moment. And Dame absolutely celebrated the heck out of that moment. He was hyped. He was hyped. He, he, he went over to Ant and they had their little, they had their moment together. He's hitting him on the chest and pumping him up, and like this was, you could tell, that moment meant a whole bunch to Damon Lord. And it meant a whole bunch. Because this is his guy, his running mate, the guy who got paid to be part of what's next and what's this iteration. And Ant had had a had a brutal shooting night in that game. He had, it was he was not shooting well in that game at all. Like he just he he had not been as good as you wanted him to be. And then when he needed to be good, he was great. And I think that's that is that first moment of trust. But why I bring up the Brookles and Dame moment is because Dame in his in his post game. So that that game, you know, uh, the Jock Lando misses the layup, and 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 the Blazers celebrate, and Dame had this just emphatic expression, like, "We're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be here. We're not going to celebrate that big." Like you could tell, he had had his moment with Ant, but he wasn't gonna, he wasn't going to, he wasn't gonna be too boisterous, too boisterous rather about about and and too brash about game two beating the Suns, all of those things. Like it was good nice win but that's what we're supposed to do because I think we're a good team and you could tell just watching him from uh, my vantage point in the arena like dame was very intentionally kind of dialing it in he was saying like okay 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 we're gonna we're gonna be cool about this right like we're gonna we're gonna be professional he he'd had his moment to celebrate but he wanted to be professional and he talks to Brookels and Dame and he says like yeah two and No got a long way to go and he even messed up how many number of games there were left he's like 79 or 80 or like whatever it is like he messed up the math but He, he, he's a NBA vet who's just been here so many times. He knows it is such a long season. And after two games, it wasn't time to celebrate. So it wasn't about celebrating, but it was about a larger moment that that final sequence showed. And then on Sunday, Dame's been awesome. Dame's been awesome. Uh, When the Blazers were down eight with like four minutes left, he hit a layup. He hit a tough step back. Like he was, he's been, he was really good. Obviously he hit the three to, to give the Blazers the lead and all those things. Game's tied. under Under eight seconds left when they get the ball. The play is an option for sure. Just like watching it, I haven't rewatched it more than like twice on the broadcast or whatever. But like the option is is Jeremy gets it in the post to kind of change the way the defense comes, so it's not all ten eyes on Dame. And then Dame is allowed to like sprint over. He's going to get a screen to sprint over and and can catch and then react if Jeremy can't go. Like it's it's a they've been playing out of the post a little bit during the game during the game. Like this is a familiar action for the Blazers. And Jeremy Grant doesn't look to pass. He attacks. And in the post-game interview, Dame talked about trust and talked about that moment and building it. And he says again, I know it's early, but these are the things that matter. So I think the results matter. Like I, I, I don't want to poo-poo wins, right? The 3-0, they've looked really fun and we'll talk about that more to close the show. But like the how is really the important for me here. Dame, excellent. But when the game's on the line, Dame's willingness to go another direction and the coaching staff's willingness to trust someone else to have the ball in their hands—like, um, you know—I'm sure Dame was an option to inbound it. But it's like it's not like it's not like okay, Dame. And then if it's not Dame, we're just gonna like quickly get it back to him. And like he's it's it's him or nobody type of thing. Stotts was very specific about him or nobody type of thing. And I think there were times late in games and it would burn both Dame and Terry with their preferences. The Anthony Simons thing wasn't a play call. That was just a natural trust of happening. The the second one was a play call. It's the trust of the coaching staff and trust of those things. The trust of, you know, trust of Grant's ability and Dame's willingness to to trust his teammates. That is almost more important than the victories because it is building on what this team needs to be. For them to be better, they have to be multiple. In some ways, Damian Lillard scoring 41 in back-to-back games for them to get two close wins is incredibly fun and incredibly like you know affirming of how darn good dame is but like not ideal you don't want him to have to do this you do not want him to have to be nuclear right you want him to average 30 not 40 like and those points will be spread around other places like he, it's 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 not a bad sign necessarily but it's like it's it's it is notable how much he has had to to carry so you want what you want is like in these moments to to build some trust so in the future the Blazers are more multiple they can go other places and they know that Dame is c- capable of and comfortable with letting go of the reins a little bit um I think some of what the like tr- the transition under this year of Billups is is both you know Dame letting off some of what he wants to do uh Chauncey Billups letting off some of what he wants to do who gives who seeds control where do they seed control and like what does it look like as a compromise right because that's that's the best version of this team is is, is some kind of compromise the moment in Phoenix, or the moment against Phoenix and the moment in LA are perfect examples of what the ideal version of the Blazers are like. They're awesome and terrifying when Dame has the ball, and they have other dudes who can score when it matters, other creators who can score when it matters. It is not just the Damien Lord show, all every single minute of every single game. There are moments when it can be someone else. And I think that's that's what that's the takeaway for me is that trust. It's the trust that Dame talked about. It's the trust that you hope they're building. If they had lost to the Lakers, like they should have, they should have lost this game. Uh the, the Lakers blew it, uh, you know, up eight with four minutes to go, up seven with a minute left. The Russell Westbrook shot's terrible. LeBron James bricked a shot. And they're in there, Pat Bev also missed a three. Please playing good defense and give giving shots they don't want. But the Lakers are just, they're a horrific shooting team. And if a team that shoots like a normal percentage and not Uh, six of 33 from three is going to give it would have given the Blazers on this day, a lot more problems because they were sloppy. They turned the ball over too much. They turned the ball over too much again. The first half against Phoenix where they had 14 turnovers, they turned the ball over too much against, against LA where they finished with 19. Like they, they, they've been sloppy and they weren't perfect and they weren't like, and they didn't get much help outside of Dame and then Dame's magic. And with the game on the line, they, they start to trust each other. So even if this had gone the other way, you're building the right habits. You're starting to see the things you want to see, and I think that matters. So let's talk about what else matters and what else we've learned from the first three games of the season because I do think we've learned some stuff. Like, I don't think it's been void of of lessons. So let's talk about that in the third segment, shall we? But first, let me tell you about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The Blazers play again tomorrow night. Uh, you are listening to Monday, October 24th show, and on Monday, October 24th, the Blazers are going to take on the Nuggets. You can bet pregame on in-game props. You can have multiple game little parlays going. You can bet on the money line. You can live bet once the game starts. If you don't want to bet on the NBA, MLB action still rolling along uh, all weekend long. College football and then pro football. You're going to find your uh, North American soccer. You're going to find soccer abroad. Whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it on Bet Online. So don't wait. Go check it out. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. From still Mike Richmond. to you? still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked Dame's magic and those two wins over the weekend. We talked about trust, the important T word the Blazers are building in one another. Damon Lord's ability to trust his teammates and, and willingness to trust his teammates, quite frankly, because sometimes Dame is unwilling, uh, is, is a huge to build this early in the season. I thought the Blazers were going to be one and two at this point. I thought they were going to be one and two. I did not see this coming. They're really, really, really fun. The games have been really entertaining. Really fun game against the Kings where they went small. Really fun game against uh, the Suns where they had to go big and Yusuf Nurkic was great. Uh, Drew Eubanks even gave him really good minutes in that game. And Yusuf Nurkic was excellent with 20-17 and 17 against uh, DeAndre Ayton. Great in that game. Then in a game where I thought Nurk was pretty bad and it was pretty bad and, uh, and you didn't get much from Jeremy Grant, they get enough down the stretch. A game where, a game where the supporting cast struggled. In the final in the final two minutes of this game, you not only got the Dame step back, you got an ant layup, you got a Nurk putback, and you got the Jeremy Grant game winner. The, the supporting cast absolutely came up when it mattered. You're building that trust, but that's not the only thing I think we learned. I think um, it's too early. Like I'm am a stats person. Like I, I believe the numbers help us learn more about the game. Like I I don't think they're the tell all by any means. I watch every second of every game. Like but I but I do think the numbers are meaningful. It's too early to start pointing to ranks and defensive ratings and all of those things. Like I'll do that. You will hear me do that on the show if you become a regular listener. I'm not going to shy away from it. I, I think it's too it's too too early to get into all that. But I will say this: the defense passes the eye test. It looks solid, not perfect. With 10 seconds left in a the game, they gave up a literally, literally an unguarded dunk. Um, I thought the uh DeAndre Ayton pick and roll with Chris Paul on Friday really gave the Blazers some trouble. Um, and if DeAndre Ayton had just been slightly more patient on two of his attempts late in the game, we're talking dunks, um, that actually were a couple plays that ended in turnovers. Uh, um, like it's it, it, they're imperfect but it really passes the eye test. They're aggressive. They look better. having Getting to play Winslow and Jeremy Grant and Josh Hart together at a bunch of minutes puts plus defenders on the court a lot. Um, the zone has been a lot better, and particularly against the Lakers, who absolutely cannot shoot. The zone was great. It was, you know, when the Blazers did go man, LeBron James picked them apart in pick and roll. When they did go zone, LA had no way to solve it because you solve a zone with shooters and they don't have shooters. Being able to be multiple on that end, I've now used that word twice, but being able to give multiple looks uh, really is is has some has some value. And being like, I've talked about this before. You, what you want from a really good defense is like to be able to do multiple things. Okay, we're going to play man-to-man, but we're going to not be at the level of the screen. We're going to have Nerk drop, and we're going to recover behind him. But we're not going to try to get caught in rotations. Okay, we're going to play more aggressive man-to-man defense, and Nurk's going to be up at the level of the screen, and we're going to be in rotations on. Uh, we're going to be in rotation on defense, and we're going to cover for each other and be really aggressive and fly around. We're going to play a little bit of zone. We're going to play a little bit of, of like full-on trapping defense. We're going to play somewhere between a, a really deep drop and that show at the level, kind of a soft drop with Nurk and recover and show. And like, you know, you want to multiple ways, multiple coverages, multiple things, right? Like that's the ideal but you got to be good at a base first. It doesn't matter if you can do a bunch of things badly, which is what they what they did last year under with this with this group. Uh, they were just did a bunch of different defensive coverages badly. One more aggressive coverage. They've dialed back that aggressiveness for sure. But the base coverage pick and roll, where they switch a bunch of stuff, looks okay. Looks okay with Nurk at the level. Not great, um, but okay. Like you can see the outlines of a of a pretty competent defense and the zone looks pretty good. And being able to do both of those at a pretty competent level puts, makes me think the Blazers have a, have the makings, the early makings of a good off, a good defensive team. Maybe not an elite often, elite defensive group. Um, but like the, the early outlines of a totally competent defensive team and that's what you want. You want them to be competent. Like if they're top half of the league, you know, whatever that is, 14, great. If they're better than that, they're really cooking. But you can, you can see the vision. Like, if you watch the games, you can see the vision. And particularly just forcing turnovers, getting, letting, them, letting them get out and run a little bit. Like, um, turnovers, their own turnovers have been a big problem. But get, letting them get out and run has been huge. On offense, it's just a Damian Lillard team. And I think um, I think you're seeing the sort of give and take of that. Uh, one, they've thrown the ball over just too much, too much, too much. Uh, when, and when they've done that, they've they look worse because they're getting letting teams get out in transition, or they're just um, not getting not getting quality shots up, not getting you know they just they're clunky, careless stuff. Some forced, um, but some just like some bonehead ones, um, some weird ones like Dame picking up his dribble too early in the backcourt, or uh, you know, or an entry pass that's never going to work, but you like stare it down and try to get it into Jeremy Grant anyways type of things like. Um, some some careless stuff. In general, I like that early in the games, particularly like in the first quarter, a lot, and then a little bit in the in the second and third quarter. But a lot in the first quarter, they've taken Dame off the ball and they've got some nice little actions to get him free against the Lakers. The first four possessions, they got him really clean looks off the ball, and he missed them. He missed them. Dude finished with forty one, and he missed some gimmies early in the early in the game. I I like the idea of getting Dame off the ball. Like I, I I'm I'm with it. That that's that's a good that's a, a useful and good move that can really work but they haven't looked really good with the movement sets and all that stuff I, I thought against the Suns the offense was just straight up bad and they still find a way to win and that's a really good sign then it's and res- credit to their defense for keeping them in game the Lakers the offense look better against the Lakers the offense looked better the ball moved a lot better they had a couple possessions in the second half where the ball really zipped around they like stayed in things where they ran an action didn't work run another action didn't work run another action okay now we get a good shot like they the ball moved a little bit so you can see that they're they're you know it's a work in progress and they're getting there but they look most comfortable doing what dame teams do and that's run spread pick and roll when the game has been on the line late in these games they've run a they've spread the floor and run pick and roll like that's what a dame offense is going to be but i will say this They're also looking to run a whole bunch more. They're just, they're, they're, they're really, because of not only just getting turnovers and first and turnovers and running, but running off defensive rebounds. You'll see Nurk get a defensive rebound and just flip it out to Josh Hart or flip it out to Jeremy Grant and let him go. They have run more. And to me, this is the perfect balance. This is close to the perfect balance. Damon Lord should run a bunch of spread, pick and rolls. He's freaking great at it. It's great at it. But if you run too much of it, the offense gets stagnant. It's easier to guard and all those things. You got to run different things. So some sort of have off ball actions that work, have, 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 uh, they've been running uh, post-ups with Justice Winslow and with Nurk and a little bit with Jeremy Grant, but not much, but post-ups with Justice Winslow and, and Nurk, where they're, being, they're getting the ball in the post and looking to pass, and I really like the look of that, them changing the way the floor looks. Um, it's the way, in some ways, the way they use the Warriors use Draymond when they let him post up, is he's posted up to pass, and I, I think uh, both Nurk and, and Winslow are capable passers out of the post, and I really like it. Mix that in a little bit. Mix in running so you're getting stuff early in the clock. And then when you need a bucket, go find, um, go find the guy who's so darn good at. It. Go find the Hall of Fame point guard who's, who's going to be, who's one of the best spread pick and roll players ever and let him do what he does best. That's kind of the outline of what the ideal Damian Lillard offense is. He's not going to be Steph Curry. And I think there's this obsession with having him move off the ball and do all of those things like more than, you know, all the time. He's just never going to be that. He's a great offensive player. Let him do what he's really good at. But add in these other wrinkles. Add in the more off-ball movement early or or at least have it in your bag so something that you can go to a little bit and and run more. Like, this is... And, you know, get in transition. Get easy buckets more. If you have Josh Hart, he's going to get you some easy buckets. When you have Ant and Jeremy Grant and Justice Winslow, you, you have dudes who can get out on the wing and play. That's um, They've been... That balance really, really matters. And I think you're seeing... I think you're seeing... A, the offense hasn't been good. It's clunky, like to be sure it's clunky. And some of it is Amphree Simons is shooting bricks. I'm not really worried about Ant. I think he'll stop shooting bricks soon and we'll we won't have to we won't discuss it. In fact, we'll talk about it let me a little bit after the Denver game, but like he just he's shot some bricks. <laughs> he started the year shooting bricks. He's been an excellent shooter. Um his deficiencies are not shooting the ball, so I'm not worried about him being bad at the thing he's been consistently good at in the league. You worry about guys' weaknesses, not their strengths. I'm not worried about twenty-three-year-old Amphrey Simons forgetting how to shoot. But he shot some bricks. I think if he made some shots, that would the offense would look a lot better. I don't think they really know how to use Jeremy Grant yet, but they'll, they'll figure it out. You know, they'll get there. Um, too many post ups for Jeremy Grant. I think they got to figure out. It. That's probably what he wants to do, but I think it's um, th- those actions take too long to get to. They're just slow. They're slow to. They're slow developing. And, they, and against the Phoenix, against the Suns, um, they were just a bunch of late clock stuff. Li- and getting late in the shot clock makes you worse. But I think you're seeing an offense that has the the plan, if not the execution, of something that could be a really good complement to what Dame does, and I think the defense early on really passes the eye test. Let's close the show with a little bit of news. Uh, I didn't mention this because of the timing, but on, uh, Olivier Saar, Blazers uh, two-way big man, is out for at least six weeks with a uh, with that. Uh, fractured wrist. Uh, sustained that in the final preseason game. You know, he was ruled out. He left that game was ruled out immediately. Never a good sign. Uh, Blazers uh, did an MRI and it looks like he's going to, he will be reevaluated in six weeks. He's going to miss a big chunk of time. That's a bummer because I think he was going to play and the Blazers just need more size. Um, but Drew Eubanks has been, I thought he wasn't very good against the Kings. Um, I thought, and he's been, he just plays hard. He plays hard. You're not going to get cheated with Drew Eubanks. He's been pretty good in the last two games. So i um, not too worried about that. That's some important news to know. The other news to know is personal news. Um, Me and my wife are expecting our first child here in the next month, um, sometime in the next four weeks. I'm going to disappear when that happens. (laughs) Uh, The podcast isn't going to go away forever. Um, Me becoming a father is not going to change how the podcast works, but I am going to disappear for a couple weeks. So at some point, the podcast is going to go dark. That's what happened. (laughs) Okay, that's what happened. So if your friend's like, yo, what, what, what happened to Lockdown Blazers? You can tell them. You can tell them. So um, th- th- just be on the lookout. Uh, there's not going to be an announcement. I'm just going to go do that part of my life. And then I'll come back and do this part of my life, uh, you know, with slightly more chaotic sleep schedule. But uh, that's going to happen in soon, maybe, t- maybe today. So uh, if, if the podcast just doesn't exist for a little while, that's why. Okay, thanks for, thanks for listening to the show. Um, the Blazers are super fun. They're playing really well. They're 3-0, and and they play Denver on Monday night. I will pr- probably be in the arena. If not, you know why. Uh, but uh, we will have a show after that game. So check your feeds on Tuesday. We'll recap the Denver show. We'll talk a little bit about what we've seen from Anthony Simon so far this year. Um, maybe he'll bounce back and make, make uh, all the bricks seem like a long-ago trend. Uh, but five days a week free on all platforms wherever you get podcasts make it your first listen every day make your second listen locked on nba i was actually on locked on nba today but it's the overarching nba show covering everything that happens in the league in a daily half hour format available wherever you get podcasts make that your second listen. all right appreciate you listening i'll talk to you soon